The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans. A tragedy has befallen the world of basketball. Earlier today, at the age of 41, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. In 20 seasons with the Lakers, Kobe was a 17-time All-Star, two-time NBA Finals MVP, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and five-time NBA champion. The NBA and the game of basketball will mourn this loss together. Please join us in a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Mamba. It's a full-court press on a Monday, and folks still reacting and trying to make sense of what happened Yesterday with the passing of Kobe Bryant at just the age of 41. That was the moment of silence in the uh, game between the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets yesterday. And there were many other tributes throughout the NBA. We'll get through some of those and some of the other things we might anticipate could happen tonight when the Utah Jazz take on the Houston Rockets. Um, And uh, some players opting not to play last night, just to overcome with emotion and their uh, inability to play. Others felt like they owed it to Kobe Bryant to still play the game of basketball yesterday in reaction to the news. But uh, certainly a wave of grief uh, has passed throughout uh, the sport of basketball beyond just the NBA, those in college and uh, um, some in professional, and those that uh, weren't even connected with him but watched him play and the type of person and competitor that he was. A lot of us reacting um, to the news yesterday about uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, tragic um, loss and uh, also with his daughter and, and others that were on board that helicopter on, uh, on a Sunday morning. So a sad moment uh, throughout the NBA and uh, for the Kobe Bryant uh, family. And we just heard there at the top of the hour, just breaking within the last 20, 30 minutes or so, the NBA has worked with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers they were set to play each other tomorrow, and the league has postponed that game. Just it's too soon. It's too close uh, to the, the tragedy and those that are uh, involved with the operations and everything else uh, with that game. The two Los Angeles teams playing each other, uh, that has been postponed and, and uh, will be uh, taking place at a later date. So uh, that when that becomes known, when that uh, gets rescheduled, uh, we'll pass that along, but as of right now, there's not a date set uh, for that. But uh, if this was a, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't necessarily a big Kobe Bryant fan because some of his, um, you know, he, just, he was always such a good player, and he always seemed to be the the run up against the Jazz, and the Jazz had a hard time getting past him, except for when he was that young player. And he chucked up a bunch of air balls against the Carl Malone and John Stockton-led Utah Jazz. And there was a lot of trash talk from those Lakers that they were going to roll through and sweep the Jazz and go to the Western Conference Finals. And John and Carl and company had something else to say about that. Um, but in his later years, a uh, great competitor and in the, in the, the dispatched the Utah Jazz on numerous of occasions in the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> always made it tough to root for Kobe Bryant because he was always, as a Jazz fan personally, he was dispatching the Jazz and sending them home. But from afar, I always admired him for his competitiveness and um, always was kind of like an on-court coach like we see many talk about how this is the same thing with LeBron James. Uh, certainly he had some, some things off the court that uh, th- there was a lot of um, – things he kind of got in trouble for uh, when he uh, was recovering from some surgery and he was in Colorado. Uh, there was a, an allegation and uh, some impropriety that uh, didn't go over very well. 
But uh, he mended whatever it was that was going on, uh, became uh, a strong family man, uh, and uh, was doing things with his family and with his daughters. Uh, and so anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a tragedy. And uh, he was uh, committed to do more things post-basketball. And I was always interested to see what Kobe Bryant would do if he ever were to get back into the game of basketball as a coach, as uh, in management, if somehow he would work his way back into it, or if he would pursue things outside of basketball in different ways. Uh, now we will we'll never know. Uh, something else that was uh, interesting, that we've going to be lots of tributes. That they started pouring out yesterday. There will be more t- over the coming days. Uh, but um, then the uh, groups of radio stations in the Los Angeles area, uh, different ownerships, they all came together and decided uh, cohesively uh, to all come together. And that uh, earlier today, they all observed at the exact same time a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. And uh, we see that there will be more things that will happen as a result to honor him and his life and uh, things that he did. We heard the moment of silence there just a moment ago from the opening start of the Rockets-Nuggets game. This was something else that was really interesting that took place. This was uh, between the uh, the Clippers and I believe it was the uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, I have to go back and double check this. But this is the play-by-play on KLAC radio yesterday. This is what the two teams did to start the game. And we saw other teams did something very similar throughout the day last night. And we may see more of it throughout the day tonight as games pick up again this evening. But this is how some other teams chose to pay tribute uh, from the players themselves uh, for the great Kobe Bryant. Zubas goes up, tips it back for Harkless, who hands it off for Landry Shamit. He'll walk it from left to right. Now, most teams who already tipped off today have taken a 24-second shot clock violation to honor Kobe Bryant, and that's exactly what the Clippers plan on doing. Amway Center puts up Kobe Bryant's picture on the Jumbotron, and the entire arena gets up on their feet for a standing ovation. Shamit dribbling with the right hand. One second remaining. That's a shot clock violation to start this game. 24 seconds for the number 24 of the Los Angeles Lakers. It is hanging up in the rafters at Staples Center, and the Clippers honor the Black Mamba the right way. So Fournier will inbound to the backcourt, bounce pass for Fultz, and the Magic will do the exact same thing. We will have back-to-back 24-second shot clock violations to start this game. Both teams will take the turnover in honor of the late Kobe Bryant. Passed away at the age of 41 today. And it'll be an 8-second violation there to honor his other number of 8. He wore both 8 and 24. Both are retired in the rafters for one of the greatest careers in NBA history. So it was the Orlando Magic, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, what the... What a lot of NBA teams have done is they'll take a 24-second violation to honor Kobe Bryant's number 24, jersey number 24, and then the opposing team will not cross half court and get an eight-second violation and to, to honor his number eight uh, jersey that he wore. Both retired in the rafters at the Staples Center. Uh, the Utah Jazz will play tonight. They'll play the Houston Rockets. And I would not be surprised if we saw something similar from the Utah Jazz as an organization. Certainly there are connections with Utah Jazz to Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe Bryant's last game as a player was against the Jazz. Bryant outscored the Jazz in that fourth quarter, 23-21. to ESPN has announced that they are going to re-air that last game. And uh, <laughs> as a Jazz fan, that was a little painful to watch, but it was a fitting tribute and a fitting end for Kobe Bryant. Um, but uh, the... There are Jazz players that played with him at Davis, was on our Lakers roster with Kobe Bryant, and certainly Quinn Snyder was an assistant coach for a time on the Lakers bench and knew Kobe Bryant personally uh, as well. So a lot of different connections uh, throughout the league uh, from players that knew him personally, that played with him, that were connected with him, and uh, others who who checked in with him and seeked, uh, sought his advice. Uh, about different things as well. So uh, the NBA and, and basketball community today mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant. And uh, as you might suspect, 
a lot of different uh, uh, tributes and, and uh, different things that are being shared from other players around the league, uh, sharing their thoughts uh, upon the passing of, of Kobe Bryant. They're having a hard time uh, dealing with that. Um, but uh, some of the collection of some of those that had some things to say it, when they heard the news and felt uh, composed enough to uh, go out on, on social media or those who were uh, approached after games um, about uh, their relationship and uh, and just how they reacted to the news about the loss of Kobe Bryant. Carmelo Anthony, one of those who had a game uh, for the, the Blazers. We heard some of the, uh, the, the audio of that game as it got started, but this is some of the uh, post-game comments. Uh, this is from Carmelo Anthony, who, who did have a, a relationship uh, with uh, Kobe Bryant, spoke to him recently, had dinner with him recently in New York, and uh, he did play last night. Thought that it was something that Kobe Bryant would have wanted him to do, but it was emotionally and uh, mentally really difficult to do. This probably was a, uh, probably the hardest game I ever had to play. Uh, just, um, I don't know. Whew. Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Another player who has been in the league a very long time, saw Kobe when he was young and uh, battled against him even before the in the NBA, is a one uh, Vince Carter, the ageless wonder, and uh, certainly has seen Kobe Bryant uh, and had many battles against him over the years. I've known Kobe since he was 15 years old, and I was 16, <clears throat> uh, playing AAU basketball, and we go through... 18 years of competing and talking junk and about to fight each other and congratulating each other and hating each other, enjoying each other in 18 years. And it's, it's tough to, to pick one. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, those were, he was a fierce competitor, went up against the, the best in the NBA. So he was highly revered, highly respected. Uh, even among those, the stars of today, including Kawhi Leonard, who uh, said that uh, made some comments after their game uh, yesterday, similarly like uh, Carmelo Anthony, said that uh, Kobe would have wanted him to play. Wanting to win the game, wanting to finish, finish out the road trip, great. Um, you know, just knowing, knowing him personally, I know he'd have wanted me to come out here and try to ball and, you know, still just be great. So, uh, you know, that's what I tried to do tonight. I mean, everybody's sad, you know what I mean? It's, you know, words can explain his impact uh, he had on this floor. Um, you know, the emotional impact he had on everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, we're a team from L.A., so we know L.A.'s history with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just sad. And we're learning through this uh, all the different connections that Kobe Bryant had and the influence that he had on many other players. Um, that maybe you wouldn't suspect if they weren't teammates of his, if they weren't part of the organization that he was a part of. But uh, he did, he had a far-reaching impact and connections with a lot of different players and, and people connected with the game of basketball. One of those is DeMar DeRozan, who says that he really wouldn't even be in the NBA if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant. Everything. Everything. I wouldn't... Everything I learned um, came from Kobe. Um, everything. Take Kobe away, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have love. I wouldn't have the passion to drive. Um, you know, everything. Everything came from everything. Everything came from everything I've, I've learned basketball-wise from Kobe, what he meant to the game, the inspiration that he brought to the world. Um, not just that. Daughter, I'm a father. Um, I can't imagine something like that, you know, happening. I mean, it's, it's a sad, sad, very sad, sad day. And even a little bit closer to home, some players that are connected to Utah, one way or another. That one certainly is uh, Damian Lillard, played his college basketball at Weber State, but has had a tremendous career at Portland. Saying that uh, recently, he had received some. Encouraging words from Kobe and regarded him as a mentor. On the bench, he just was, you know, just dropping so much knowledge on me and uh, 
just kind of comforting me. Like, when you get out there, just shoot. You know, be confident. You belong here. Um, you could have been here last year. You know, just his words meant so much to me in that time. Uh, you know, some of these players, their only connection uh, with Kobe Bryant was from, you know, all-star games, opportunities to play on the same team, on the same court with him like that. But others did have some other uh, connections and relationships with him, including, surprisingly, Gordon Hayward. I've had a relationship with him, and he's been nice enough to, you know, take his time. and took his time out and then showed me things, or texted me, the message that he sent me. And, um... So, I mean, it was tough. Uh, yeah, so it is tough. It's tragic. We could go all day with some of the different comments and, and tributes that were shared by former players or current players, coaches, others within organi- the, the organization of, of basketball who were connected with him in one form or, or another. But, um, Ajay, this is a tragic day for basketball. Uh, you're a big, personally, you're a big Kobe Bryant fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm. A, um, I wasn't a Lakers fan. I was a Kobe's fan. I was. I was one of those guys, right? In fact, um, like he held such a, like a deep. I held, held such a deep appreciation for him because look, I love Michael Jordan, greatest of all time. But I didn't really understand the game of basketball until Kobe Bryant came along and started playing. That's when I started to understand the game of basketball, how things ran. What things meant, you know, motions, actions, uh, stuff like that. And so, as I watch Kobe grow up and, and, and play the game, being from the 17-year-old kid and onward, uh, I grew a deep, deep, deep appreciation for him. In fact, I remember, um, I have two stories. Uh, first one was actually with you guys. First time I ever was on the full court press was with you and Weston. And... Uh, and we were actually, you guys were getting ready for game five of the uh, of the Western Conference semifinals versus the Lakers in 2009. Mm. And uh, you had uh, you had someone from the uh, Jazz Radio Network on, uh, and you, we interviewed him, and I had a chance to ask him a couple of questions, and we talked, and I, 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 sh- I kind of, in, in an almost an ignorant manner, no, yeah, ignorant manner, I guess is the word to use, is, is I bragged about how much I loved Kobe. And I remember Weston giving this look of like, what are you doing? And I go home, my dad was pissed, right? So I was on my first radio show, so excited to go home to my dad. My dad's like, why are you sitting there talking about Kobe for you? You're going you're gonna to get fired or just, I mean, laying it on me. My dad did not like Kobe at all, at all whatsoever, in any way, shape, or form. And so, but I, ha- I really did. I developed this deep love and appreciation for Kobe, watching him throughout his career. And then the other one is uh, his, uh, well, I guess the final game. Of his uh, game at uh, Vivint Small Marine, I was in the presser, and I didn't ask any questions. I kind of just sat back, pulled my arms, ducked my head, um, but it was just surreal. Like I was in the same room as Kobe Bryant, watching him answer these questions, and watching him in that manner—just this guy who was appreciative of the game, appreciative of Utah, and uh, <laughs> the way he showed his appreciation and gratitude. You know, he said, look, I hated you guys, and you hated me, and that's what made it great. Because that's true. Kobe hated Utah because Utah just would lay it on him thick. Verbally, just night after night after night, and give him them, just give him, uh, I mean, hell, really, is what it was. Every single time, Kobe would come out and put up 33 points, 8 assists, 4 steals, on 20 of 25 shoot, whatever it is. And you're just like, gosh, dang it, man. Like, how do we get rid of you? Uh, and then, of course, his final game, when he did score 61, I was in the studios at Vimus Rome Marina, where our studios were, and listening to David Locke, because I was helping out with some stuff in, in that radio broadcast, and listening to David Locke call that game. And then the next day, the very next day, I actually had to go engineer the media day locker clean out. And, and seeing those guys come in and sit down and talk about Kobe. And like what Kobe did to what Kobe meant to them, even Joe Ingles saying I, it was funny. I remember him. I remember this clearly saying off record, off the air. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? He scored sixty-one. If it's a regular season game and it mattered, he scores ten. I, he, you know, and uh, they they under they had a deep appreciation of him. They were grateful for that night, but at the same time, there was this look. If it's a game that mattered, we throttle him. You know, we shut him up and shut him down." 
So it wasn't a great Lakers team that year. No, no, and it wasn't really that great of a Kobe Bryant. No, he just he hooked was, up a lot of shots to yeah, put up sixty-one points. Father time and injuries had caught up with him. I uh, but in that game, everybody was deferring to him, and uh, oh, it was a great should, moment though, for right? him. He had a great game. Uh, for it, honestly, when I watched that game, I was a little frustrated earlier on. Like, come on, don't just yeah lay down for this guy. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's like you know what. If the Jazz deserved to lose this game, the type of season that they had had that yeah, year. Yeah, because you remember, I mean, you remember what happened, uh, like, what, two nights before when they played Dallas in a right. meaningful game. They had an opportunity they to win, seal a they deal. They get the eighth seed going into the playoffs. Yep. Instead, they, they m- let Dirt and Whiskey score 37 points, and Darren Williams, freaking Darren Williams, scores 18 in the first half, and Dallas runs wins that one running away. So the, I, then they came to the Lakers game, and they needed Houston to lose to Sacramento. Houston beat Sacramento, so it was like, well, who gives a crap now? And so all the, it turned into this exhibition game is what David called it <laughs> yes, numerous that's times. That's a good way to put it. Uh, in, in that media locker clan, he said it's an exhibition game, and uh, um, and it turned into this Kobe All-Star game, if you will, where Kobe took sixty, I mean, 50-something shots to score 61 points, and everyone went ballistic. Uh, but you know what really hit home to me, man? And I didn't... I really didn't think much of it until until now, and I think you probably think more of it so. And in fact, we just got done with Coach Smith's presser, and after the presser, he kind of mentioned it too that, like, dude, he had a daughter on that plane. I mean, imagine, and I'm sure there's fathers listening to us right now. Um, <laughs> this is what got me. Like, he had a daughter on that plane who must have been scared to death. And in, in in the last moments of Kobe's life, instead of instead of talking, you know, the gratitude of the game, and instead of um, instead of having a fun story to share with all his friends and family, instead of all that, he had to comfort his daughter and tell her it was going to be okay, even though in six seconds he was about to die. I just saw some things floating around on social media earlier today. Uh, he had to. In an interview in a podcast, had talked about his use of private helicopters, yeah, and how yeah. why he was using them so much because traffic was an issue, and he wanted to maximize his time with his kids. Yeah, he didn't want to go through traffic, so he'd take a copter and get to somewhere and get to somewhere quick so he could land it and and be in, yeah and being being attendance for his kids' games. Um, so it's I mean, if you have the means. I can't fault the guy no. for doing that. It, it's it, just you know. so unfortunate that uh, it happens this way, and uh, I, I just I can't imagine. I, I, I swear to life, I can't imagine because I don't have a daughter. I mean, you you have kids, and Craig Smith has a little girl too. Well, I mean, to be on that plane and to tell your Helicopter. daughter it's going to be okay when yeah. you're going to know, and you know full well what the result of this is going to be. I, I I can't. It makes me absolutely gosh dang freaking sick. To think about that, and uh, man, greatest, you know, I I, I could go on. I, I, I could well, t- what's interesting is that uh, we were in, in NBA circles. We've been talking about Kobe Bryant recently because LeBron James just passed, passed Kobe Bryant just on before. Saturday. Yep, the night before. Just the night before. So LeBron was able to wax eloquent about Kobe and we're the type of player that he was, the type of career that he had. Was the, Kobe the there, by the way? The fact that he's able to be in the same conversation. Was Kobe there for that game? Do you know? I, I don't know. It was okay. in Philadelphia. Oh, well, okay. So, ooh, I imagine he was there then, because that's kind of his hometown. So, so I, I don't know if he was there or not. Because uh, I, sure. I didn't get to see the game. Obviously, we were busy with Aggie stuff. But, uh, look, when I look at Kobe, I mean, so I've, I, I had to get off Twitter yesterday because I couldn't do it anymore, man. I couldn't see the stories. I couldn't see the reports anymore. I couldn't see the the videos. I just it, it was killing me. It was absolutely just shredding my heart. So I, I said, I mean, the hell with it. I'm done with it. And and then I um this morning I woke up, felt like a freaking bad nightmare. And obviously it wasn't. And so this morning I woke up and Bill Simmons uh did a podcast and in fact he's actually here in Utah for Sundance. Uh and then Kobe's Brian death happened and he was able to find a studio. And go do this podcast uh, with Chris Ryan. 
Um, and it's so eloquent and so reverent of, of Kobe Bryant and who Kobe Bryant was. And Bill Simmons is this diehard Boston Celtic guy. He grew up a Celtic guy in his whole entire life. And just the way they speak of, of, of Kobe was really incredible. So I listened to that. And then I listened to Reggie Miller with uh, Dan Patrick, which you can hear, by the way, in the morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on this very station. And then I read Jackie McMullen's article on ESPN.com. Those are the three things that I read that were deep intact of Kobe Bryant. And I, and I didn't want to take any more. I just chose three things, read it, and listened to it, and then called it good. And there's so many things to digest about Kobe Bryant from when he was 17 years old and he airballed, what, three or 18 years old and airballed three shots in the playoffs against the Jazz uh, to where, you know, we have this, he wins back-to-back-to-back championships with the Lakers, but then chases Shaq out, ticks off field to no end, to where all of a sudden this situation in Colorado comes up with the, with the case, and then use that as motivation to become the, just this different type player. Change his number, change his look, change his demeanor, and uh, as a player on the court, and became the baddest man in the NBA. Look, yeah, and Jet- then he won two more titles. Uh, yeah. Five titles. And won MVPs in those titles, by the way. First right. two. Incredible player. Uh, and uh, you, you, t- you shared some personal stories. I, I didn't have any personal connections with Kobe Bryant. Oddly enough, my wife did. Uh, she was uh, going to like a high school prom in Salt Lake City. Okay. And uh, the, the Lakers were in town to play the Jazz, and it was at the same hotel, apparently. And Kobe Bryant, he's a guy just out of high school, and he was kind of wanting to hang out with the other high school kids. And he was just kind of milling around. and Just my, being one of the guys. Yeah, huh? my, my wife had a chance to say hi. She didn't really know who he was. <laughs> but she, she remembers this, the story fondly. And we were talking about it yesterday upon the news of his passing, about how she got to meet Kobe Bryant. And before most people really even recognized who he was or knew who he was or what he would be. Um, but um, it's a fierce competitor. Whether as a jazz fan, as a diehard jazz fan, you probably didn't like Kobe Bryant very much. And his teams. But, but I think it's what? hard not to say, look, this was a guy who was a fierce competitor, had tremendous skill, and was just tough to beat. Well, and here's the thing. You didn't like him because you knew what he was going to do to you every time he stepped on your court in Utah. You knew what he was going to do at Energy Solutions Arena back in the day. He was going to come in, put up 30, shut you up, walk out of the arena with your, you know, with all your integrity and whatever, and say, you know what, that was fun. And one of the greatest closers of all time. Absolutely. Never shied away from the moment. Lakers and Clippers, by the way, have been postponed tomorrow's game, so they right. will not play. Uh, obviously, you already announced. Um, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll uh, have they decided when they're going to play that game, by the no, way? No, they haven't announced when they'll make it up. Yeah. Which is it's the right thing to do. Like, you just can't right now. Now's not the time. Basketball takes a step back, Lakers basketball takes a step back. Backseat and and gives you know room for for Kobe to uh, you know just that whole Kobe story to digest itself because man, I mean nine forty seven a.m. it comes out you know and I I got to ask you something really quickly as you know as a media, um, TMZ breaks the story that Kobe was in a plane crash. The police have not that what or helicopter crash. Excuse me. It's okay. Um. And, and they break the names that Kobe was on that plane. Official authorities, police, had not done so because they were doing their due diligence on make sure that things were, you know, they notified the proper people and, and took care of things. What is your thoughts on that? Like, do you, I mean, because then Vanessa's at home, she probably hasn't heard from her husband in a while, and if we're waiting for the authorities to make contact with her, but TMZ does it, but then they find out through a social media outlet or whatever it is that he died. How do you view that? Yeah, it's it can be a pretty touchy situation. I think, uh, generally speaking, um, as a from what I've observed here in our news organization and what I've been involved with as well, is that you you usually try to wait until you have uh, show some respect to the family. Yeah, uh, that uh, at least. Uh, authorities will not release names until families have been notified. Um, so there's there certainly is that aspect of it. But at the same time, if you if you know if you see somebody post something that's connected, uh, and certainly if it is a celebrity case or a, a bigger name, then if you can confirm it in another way, you don't necessarily need to wait 
but generally speaking, you do want to wait. You want to make sure that the families are given that respect that they get notified before the whole world knows about it. No, then I think it's a great answer right there. I, it's tough um, because you, you got to let the authorities do their job. They're there to do their job, and you got to let them do that. And um, you know, TMZ comes out. I. I just felt it was kind of irresponsible for TMZ to be like, hey, guess what? You know, Kobe's in this plane. He's passed away. Like, and if that's the way Vanessa found out, it's horrible. And then the other thing that was really horrible by the media is that there's like five different reports. Hey, there's four daughters in the plane. No, the daughters weren't on the plane. Yeah, actually, there's a daughter on the plane. And then Rick Fox is there too. Rick Fox comes out, no, I'm actually not on the plane. I'm fine. Shut the hell up and quit, and, you know, quit making uh, assumptions that you don't know what's true. And that's just, it's, it's so frustrating, you know, because the authorities are like, you know, let's just give us some space so we can make sure that we've identified the people, contacted the loved ones, and then we'll come out with a press conference at 2 o'clock. Yeah, there, there used to be an old, ad, an old adage that it's better to be correct than first. Yeah. But that's, I'll, I'll be honest, that's an, that is an old adage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there is um, more of a... Uh, it's a need from a consumer to get the information as quickly as possible. You want the information as quickly as possible, even if it's not all the way correct. Then these organizations get what they know, then they amend it, they add to it, and continue to provide updates as it comes along. Because if you don't, then somebody else, your competitor certainly is. Yeah, so. yeah. But again, I think it's more about having respect for the family. I mean, if Vanessa really did find out through TMZ or whatever the heck it was, that sucks. Uh, By the way, the Lakers have issued their first statement since the tragedy just came out. Uh, It says, in in consultation with the NBA League office, the game scheduled between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers for Tuesday, January 28th, will be postponed and scheduled for a future date. Los Angeles Lakers would like to thank all of you for the tremendous outpouring of support and condolences. This is a very difficult time for all of us. We continue to support the Bryant family, and we'll share more information as it is available. Do you think they should have canceled the games yesterday? Mm, no. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I just don't, don't know. I mean, I don't know how you. Were, I, I don't. I don't know how you handle that. Most players still played. Yeah, I know Kyrie Irving sat out. He was too overcome. Yeah, and I have no. I'm not going to bag on any player who's no, not me to neither. play. No, but most players that we heard from. They all felt like they owed it to Kobe Bryant to still play. To the still game. play, he would want them to play. Yeah, and some of the numbers were just crazy. Like Trey Young's numbers, uh, the, of shooting eighty-one percent, um, and I it, it was like the first time since two thousand six when Kobe Bryant had done just that, and uh, it just it numbs you. I mean, it just freaking numbs you, dude. That he's gone, and and you know what the crappy part is? Well. Yeah, okay. It's great. I mean, bittersweet is the word to use. He's he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. It's been announced. He's he's part of the 2020 class, which is going to include Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, epic. Epic class. So, But I feel bad for Tim Duncan I feel bad for, and Kevin Garnett. I feel Garnett. horrible, man, because guess what? They Everyone's will be overshadowed. Going, and they shouldn't be. We're talking about a five-time world champion in Tim Duncan, one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's not going to get his due because it's all about Kobe Bryant. Like when John Stockton and David Robinson went in, right? They went in the same freaking time as who? Michael Jordan. So like, and, and you know, John Stockton could care less. He was like, that's great. David Robinson, same way. Great. You guys can focus all on Michael Jordan. We're just going to, we're going to accept our honor, be grateful for it and get out of there. But Tim deserves that recognition. Kevin Garnett deserves that recognition. And, and we won't get to hear Kobe speak, man. Like, I wanted to hear Kobe's speech in the Hall of Fame. Like, and, and the, like, to hear the stories. Yeah, who would introduce him, I wonder? That's a great question. His, man, I, I, I guess, Mill. I wonder who he no, would No, because it has to be a Hall of Famer in, in the Basketball Hall of Fame to introduce him, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I just I wonder right. who he would have chosen to give his introduction. Who do you think, they ch- who do you think does now? Because it has to be in the Hall of Fame to do it. That is the rule. So is it Michael? Is it Magic? Is it Kareem? Is it Jerry West? Is it Phil? Dude, that's a good one. It might be Phil. Did you ever feel bad for Del Harris, man? 
It's kind of like just a secondary thought. Like, he was the first one to coach Kobe. And you're like, man, didn't Kobe, you know, uh, yeah, he was coached well. Yeah, Phil Jackson. <laughs> well, I mean, there was, there was Del Hatton. No, no, no. It was Phil Jackson yeah, the whole entire Jackson. time. <laughs> I feel bad. Poor guy. All right, we're overdue for a break. Uh, call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. We'll continue to roll on. Certainly reacting to the tragic news yesterday about Kobe Bryant's passing just at the age of 41. Uh, we also got to get some other things to to update you on. Utah Jazz are going to play tonight. Uh, there's already a, a little bit of a tribute area growing there at the Big Jazz. Oh, yeah, note that's cool, too. There at, yeah, that's uh, really neat. at the stadium. They do play tonight. So some fans of... Of, and of basketball are leaving some things behind for the in, in memory of the, the Bryant family. Uh, we'll talk about the Jazz. We've got some high school standings. They have a, kind of a midway point, so they have a kind of a, I guess, a bye this week. Only have one game, but we'll update you on the standings for high school for both the girls and the boys. Utah State men's basketball, they had a nice win over the weekend, shifting their gears to the road where they have had the most trouble. Can they break that funk? Can they do well on the road? We'll hear from Craig Smith a little bit later on in the show as well. That's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Certainly a lot of people throughout the NBA sharing their their thoughts, uh, their emotions uh, over the, the news about uh, Kobe Bryant. One of those is Utah Jazz center uh, Rudy Gobert, who shared some of his thoughts uh, earlier today about Kobe Bryant. I mean, I think we, we, we did take a moment, you know, to, you know, remember him and you know, before we started the preparation for tonight, we, you know, we realized that there's some things that are way bigger than basketball. And, you know, we know those guys know him, you know, play with him, so they, they were close to him. But they were very professional, you know, they were very focused on the game. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we've been saying. He would have wanted them to, you know, to come and, and give the best for the team every, anyway. So it's a, it's a good way for them to kind of get away, get away from that and, you know, and play the game. Not a lot of jazz players have uh, necessarily real personal connections to Kobe Bryant. Ed Davis was a Laker, was on the same roster uh, with uh, Kobe Bryant for a little bit. Um, Quinn Snyder was on the bench. He was an assistant coach with the Lakers for a while, knew Kobe Bryant personally. Uh, So I imagine tonight there will be some tributes uh, for Kobe Bryant when the Utah Jazz take on the Houston Rockets. Uh, again, we'll have that here. You can hear it in its entirety here on the fan. Pre-game coverage will be at 6.50. Tip-off will be at 7, so stay tuned for that. By the way, also at 7 on ESPN, they're going to re-air Kobe Bryant's last game where he scored 60 points against the Utah Jazz. Maybe you don't want to watch that if you're a diehard Jazz fan. It was tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough to Yeah, that was horrible basketball all the way around on both sides. But as it stands right now... Jazz had a great win on on a Saturday afternoon against the Dallas Mavericks. What a tight game. Tremendous play by Rudy Gobert late uh, to elevate the team with that huge block on DeLon Wright to seal the deal for the Jazz. And currently they're in second place. They're just three and a half games behind the Lakers, and they're taking on the Houston Rockets tonight. And, Andre, I've heard that uh, uh, James Harden and uh, Russ Westbrook are not going to play tonight. Jazz are favored by 14. Come out. So, okay. So, wait. Harden and Westbrook are out? <sighs> Jazz keeps any more bricks than they're already getting right now? My goodness. No kidding, huh? All right. Uh, Yeah, that helps. That's great. Um, And they're favored by 14 at home, as they should be. All right. Well, uh, go Jazz. Uh, so let's go back to Saturday's matinee performance versus Dallas. What a big win that was. Clutch, gritty win. Um, you see why Luka Doncic is what is regarded in the way he is, right? As a high-caliber MVP guy. He's that good. He's really, really good basketball player. Extremely smart. Very competitive. Hit some tough shots and tough looks and still knocked him down. 
impressed, really impressed with uh, um, with with Luca. But on the other hand, as you already mentioned, uh, what Rudy Gobert did and that block that he had, where he got twisted like a pretzel, still recovered and was able to get back and get a just a tremendous. That ball was that close, that close from hitting the backboard, and that's a goaltend. Yeah, and he and he gets Got there just, just in time. In time. Uh, was was awesome. And then of course Donovan Mitchell, fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell is one of the most dangerous players in the NBA right now. There is no other way to put it. Bills, or excuse me, uh, Rob Perez uh, on Twitter, who's uh, he's he's funny. But anyways, he put out there. He goes, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is there yet, but that but he's becoming one of the most go to fourth quarter guys in the NBA, and I could not agree more. I thought in the fourth quarter he was extremely good. Uh, and dude, with him and Gobert on the same page and, and in groove and in rhythm, it's a tough team to beat. It really is. And you got some big shots from the supporting cast from Joe, from Bakjanovic. Um, uh, and I thought Mike Conley played well in the second half as well. I thought defensively he was really good. Ajay, the Jazz only have two losses in the last month and a half. And those two losses are by a combined five, or excuse me, seven points. Holy cow. Uh, no, sorry, eight points. Eight points. Nope. Nine. I can well, do math. Jeez, dude. <laughs> kind of taking the luster off of that, aren't you? <laughs> they lost by three on the road at Miami, and then they lost by six in overtime at the at the Pelicans. Other than that, they have won so many games in the last little bit here. It's, it's insane. One of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. We wondered how this team would be as the competition level increased. So far, so good. Um, and tonight they're facing a Rockets team. James Harden is uh, questionable because of a left thigh contusion. Uh, Russell Westbrook will not play because of rest, because it's a back-to-back game for Houston. Clint Capella is doubtful with a heel contusion. <laughs> yeah. So Well, yeah, I think the Jazz are going to be Jazz okay Jazz need to tonight. take care of business here tonight. Yeah, they'll be all right tonight. Oh, I uh, didn't so, know everybody's out. But as soon as they're done, they hit the with tonight. They hit the road. They have a game on Wednesday at San Antonio. Then the Thursday it's in a back to back. Thursday they're at Denver. Saturday they're at Portland. Portland's surging. They're still competitive. Don't ever count out uh, Portland the way they're playing right now. Uh, then they come back home and play those teams over again. They play Denver and Portland again. Then they go to Houston. They play Dallas again. So a lot of these teams that they're going to play over the next little bit, they will play them twice. Yeah, I... It's an interesting mix, the way that the schedule has worked here. Over the next month, uh, they play a lot of the same teams multiple times. They'll play San Antonio twice. They'll play Dallas twice. Play Portland twice. Denver twice. I, uh, the way the schedule works out. It's when I look at it. I mean, they'll take care of Houston. I think they beat San Antonio. They lose to Denver. And they lose to Portland. You think they lose to Portland? I do. I, they struggle for whatever reason in Portland. They just can't get it together. I think they lose in Portland and they lose in Denver. So you go 2-2 two and two in that stretch, which is okay, because then you'll beat Denver at home. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Right now, Portland is two and a half games out of the eighth spot. What is their record? They're 20-27. and 27. <laughs> And they're two games out of the eighth spot, huh? Funny how that works. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're right. This is an incredibly tough, tough stretch. It, I, I hate to be that guy, but it really does help that Houston's not playing Harden, Westbrook, and maybe not Capella. That's wonderful. That is huge for Utah because Harden lights up the Jazz. Westbrook gives the Jazz trouble to the point guard position, and Capella gives Rudy Gobert trouble. All three are eliminated. We're golden. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Don't let some random player start getting hot from beyond the arc. Like yeah. Gordon. Yeah. She can do. About that. Uh, so the Clippers, by the way, they are 33-14 and 14 with their record, but they're also they're tied with the, in the standings with the Jazz, both three and a half games behind the Lakers. Denver Nuggets are just a half game behind Utah. Then there's a little bit of separation. And Dallas is, is seven and a half games behind the Lakers. There are four games behind the Jazz. Rockets also four games behind the Jazz. Oklahoma City is five games behind Utah. And then there's another drop-off. And Memphis, they are 14 games behind the Lakers. Um, 
what is that, 10 and a half games behind Utah. Hmm. So you've got the number one team stands alone. You got really two through four that are all very, very, very close. And you got five through seven, all very close. And then you got the eighth team. <laughs> and then there's, I mean, San Antonio's not far behind Memphis. Um, but then there's, uh, it continues to drop after that. So th- this is a big stretch for the Jazz. They got to get this one tonight. Uh, I like their chances still in the next couple of games to pick up more wins. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. I think. Look, a five hundred above five hundred stretch here in the next thirteen. I think that'd be thirteen games now. Would be great. I'll take it. Eight and five. You know, seven and six. I'll take anything above five hundred. Uh, Quinn Snyder. This is courtesy of uh, some of our friends on social media who were at the press conferences earlier today. Uh, he was a, a assistant coach for the Lakers. 2011 and 2012 season. And some of his comments uh, about coaching Kobe Bryant and associating with him. Maybe. There's a lot of people. Maybe not. <laughs> you know, when you, uh, as you're getting ready to play that, I, uh, I guess we won't hear it. Never mind. I've, uh, I've been impressed with, uh, which is because Kobe loves being around high IQ basketball people when he's on the court. And he talked about Quinn Snyder in his final press conference uh, in Utah about how high IQ that Quinn Snyder was. He said he was, they would talk like deep terminology basketball. And he said, the greatest thing is we didn't have to ask each other, wait, what does that mean? They both knew what they were talking about. He sent as an assistant, he'd go to Quinn and say, hey, look, I'm seeing this. Or Quinn would come to him, hey, I'm seeing this. And again, it was deep terminology stuff. And he said, he goes, and sometimes Mike Brown would be like, what are you guys talking about? You know? <laughs> and Quinn would be like, no, no, don't worry about it. We got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. And so, and so, and, but Kobe would, you know, understand and the communication would be great between the two. And he said, even when, because uh, uh, Coach Snyder was in Europe coaching for a little bit, uh, you know, him and Kobe stayed in contact Kobe would give him advice. You know, Quinn would, you know, say, hey, I've been watching your game. Here's what I'm seeing. But the conversations he always said, he always he used it often was the term high IQ, which that, that says a lot about Coach Snyder. And I know in that in that presser, uh, Coach Snyder was a little bit emotional. Yeah. Um, he's, he understands what the loss of Kobe meant to the game of basketball, to him as a friend, uh, and, 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 it, and it got him a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure why we can't hear the audio from that, but we'll try to find it another way. Anyway, so tragic loss. Uh, Kobe Bryant uh, yesterday morning is when his helicopter went down. His daughter was on board, and the NBA, others connected with basketball, mourning his loss. I'm sure we'll see some kind of tribute tonight from the Utah Jazz, uh, which is appropriate, wholly appropriate, whether you – Liked him or not, it's wholly appropriate. Dude, he's an icon in the NBA for the Utah Jazz to pay tribute. To hey, Kobe Bryant. What do you think? I mean, because we we talked about how the game used to change in its era, its time. Do you think they'll ever change the logo? For who? Like, like, I mean, I said they didn't do it for Michael. I mean, would they do it for Kobe? I mean, if you ever changed, would they ever change the NBA logo? The NBA logo? Yeah. No. No. I doubt it. I was just wondering. Highly doubt it. It's, it's copyrighted. Is it really? Sure it is. Okay, well, yeah, sure. But, no, but I'm saying like, the NBA couldn't change it. You could update it. The, the NBA could right change their copyright. own dang logo. Eh, it's a, it's a good logo. It's appropriate. I don't think they'd change it. You can't tell if he's dribbling left or right. <laughs> All right, so more thoughts about some of the things going on around the NBA. Next hour, we'll talk about Utah State. A nice win over the weekend against Colorado State, preparing for Wyoming. Uh, news in the Mountain West Conference. Good news and bad news in New Mexico. We'll update you on what's going on there. All that's ahead coming up on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, Full Court Press rolling on here on a Monday. Um, 
we'll continue to see in, in additional tributes that come out and the comments that are made uh, about Kobe Bryant. We'll certainly be watching that closely and listening closely when the Utah Jazz play the Houston Rockets tonight, which we will have in its entirety here on The Fan starting at 650, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. But uh, John, or John, Ajay, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, let's look at the, the weekend that was through our pick six to see how we did. Any guesses? Do you think you won? No, I got killed. Why do you think that? Because it was not a good, yeah. My weekend just sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, I lost pick six Bradley. All right, so the first one was Jordan Love passing yards at the Senior Bowl. This was way high at 175.5. Both of us took the under. He threw, he was four for six, threw for 26 yards. He had a little flea flicker. Uh, he kind of underthrew it. Pressure coming at him, but still completed the pass. So Jordan Love participated in the Senior Bowl. Um, going to the Utah State basketball game against Colorado State, Sean Barstow minutes. We set the line at 15.5. He actually had 12. I took the under, you took the over, so I got that right. So I'm two and you're one. Who will score more points Saturday, Donovan Mitchell or Luka Doncic? They both scored 25, Ajay. It was a tie. Hmm. Nobody wins that one. Uh, Namish Keta points versus Colorado State. We set the line at 16.5. He actually scored 10. You took the under on that. I went over. So now we're tied 2-2. Donovan Mitchell assists versus Dallas. We set the line at 6.5. He had 5. I took the under. You took the over. So now I'm up 3-2. We come down to our last one. Ben Simmons will make a three-pointer versus the Lakers. Yes or no? Both of us said no, and he didn't even attempt a three-point shot. So I had four correct, you had three. It was very close. It didn't come down to the tiebreaker. Thank goodness, because we don't know the answer. Combined score of Adam Intern's uh, church ball game. <laughs> I love how he plugged himself in there. <laughs> Normally right. you're such in a good mood today. That explains everything. Uh, I don't know about that. That sucks. Coming up next hour, Utah State basketball and good news, bad news coming out of Albuquerque about New Mexico Lobos. We'll update you on that coming up next on the Full Court and- Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna is a terrible loss for the sports world and is being felt by so many people across the United States today and around the world. Words can't describe the impact of this sudden tragedy. His legacy as an athlete is cemented. He may not have been the most talented player of all time. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't far off. But that's not what made him so special. No one worked harder or had more of a will to win. And you could see it after he left the NBA. He had already won an Oscar, and he was well on his way to building a second career. He also found a second basketball life in his daughter, Gianna. Kobe said that he loved teaching her and hoped that one day she would carry on his legacy in the WNBA. It's a time to mourn, but also it's a time to celebrate. Celebrate the incredible life of one of the more defining athletes of all time. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. You will be missed. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.